I'm Dave Monaco, the Alan Meyer Family Head of School at Parish Episcopal School. Welcome to the From My Angle podcast. I hope you enjoyed our last episode with Jolie Robinson as we explored the challenges and opportunities associated with being a bridge builder in our respective communities. Alas, the fall podcast series to date has been missing something, though, and I'm glad to say I've found it. Amari Hayes. Amari, of course, is a member of the parish class of 2021 and my able co-host for the From Our Angle series of episodes we ran last year. Amari and I were finally able to come, shall we say, together. Indeed, the opening six weeks have been a mad rush for both of us, alternating weeks on campus for Amari due to the pandemic, his football practices, his job, and his college application process. And I thought I was busy. In any event, we finally connected on a most-of-the-time cooperative Zoom link while Amari was home learning from a distance. Amari and I did something for the first time on the podcast together. We had a one-on-one conversation. Uh, Appropriate to this season's podcast theme, we chose to come back together and check in on one another. What has life been like for Amari starting a senior year like he never could have imagined? How connected is he feeling to work and peers in this constrained reality in which we are all living. How about the college application process? Has COVID impacted that for him? Of course, consistent listeners will know that Amari is himself curious, so he wanted to see how I have been doing through this last few months. In short, we wanted to see if the other was keeping it together. Amari and I closed by highlighting ways we hope to explore the together theme with schoolmates of Amari's in the months to come. Though it will be a challenge with schedules, we are committed to having some student-based episodes on how young people come together, come back together through forgiveness, create and play together, and serve and unite together behind causes of mutual interest. I know Amari and I are both looking forward to these conversations, so enjoy this reunion for now with Amari Hayes on the From Our Angle podcast. Well, as we've been waiting for for a long time now, I'm so happy to present an episode of From Our Angle with my co-host Amari Hayes, rather than a From My Angle, just with me. How you doing, Amari? I'm doing pretty good, Mr. Monaco. Doing pretty well. Happy senior year. Uh, And I think we owe the audience an explanation for why here it is, October 14th, and it's taken us six months to get together. Yeah, uh... It's been quite the journey and the road to get here for sure. Schedules have been comp- schedules have been complicated, needless to say, uh, with uh, you know uh, you being off campus every other week, with you being busy with football, with books uh, to be attended to. It's been it's been a complicated it's been a complicated first six weeks to just get our schedules aligned, but we have finally uh, figured it out. You are off campus this week with your upper school yes, sir. here. And um, we had an opportunity to find a time that worked on my end and your end to uh, just be by ourselves. This is unusual. We've never done this before, have we? We have not. Yeah. So we will uh, we'll forecast kind of what's in store for this year on the From uh, Our Angle podcast and, and ways we want to integrate this together theme in with some of uh, Omari's peers in the upper school. But it felt like just a good time to catch up on this whole idea of how this school year has felt and um, 
what it's been like so far. From if I could use one word, it, it, it would most definitely be adaptive. Yeah. Is that how it's been feeling for you? Tell me about that. For sure. Um, on, on, on just the aspect of, of like life and in, in general sake, like it's more so just on like the social aspect of not being able to go watch a movie with your friends or not being able to go to public places as, as we once knew able to. Uh, so that's been very adaptive to find different ways to socialize with my peers and academically just, um, joining back on, um, on our online schooling, uh, personally was very adaptive to me this year. One seeing, well, one, my personal experience of being online last spring was a total different experience this year. Yeah. And, what, uh, was that? what was so different between the, you know, 10 weeks of the spring and the first six weeks of the, of the fall. And we should tell, you know, the listeners, like you, unlike your upper school peers who are on campus for a week and off campus for a week, you're in our opt-out program. So you're off campus all the time. We allowed families the opportunity to make that choice. And uh, many athletes um, like you selected that um, so that um, you, you would you know, minimize risk as much as possible. So you could uh, hopefully prioritize the ability to keep uh, your team competing. But what was the difference for you from the spring to the fall in terms of the learning from a distance platform? Um, the biggest difference for sure f for me was most definitely not being in like a school rhythm. And like, I'm a big person on like, once I get in a certain schedule or like a certain repetition of events, like I can get in into like a certain groove as everyone would say. And j jumping from spring of being in school and being on a strict schedule, j jumping out into it, just going home and doing it online, was was just more so. Okay, like I'm like I'm just going to keep doing what I've been doing these past six months or like or whatnot. And so it was easier for me to, to just go home and be like, all right, I'm all right. You're gonna have to do this homework. You, you know, you have to do this, you know, have to do that, this, that, and the third. And I just knew what to do. And this year, becoming a senior, joining new in different classes, uh, harder material, being online, going from a very relaxing summer <laughs> to a very strict course, course load, uh, it was hard for me to – I would say, like, mentally get back into the groove of school and being like, hey, Amari, like, you're going to have to do homework. You're, like, you're, you're going to have to tell your friends not today. And just telling myself no coming off of a summer as far as my responsibilities and my priorities was a lot harder, if I may say in simple terms. Yeah, I'm right there with you. So, really – you had your, you had your, you had trouble getting your car into gear and, and really getting uh, up to speed uh, because you were essentially starting from a standing stop in the summer and then uh, having to jump onto a full, um, you know, kind of full speed online. So that was really hard for you. And you know, you've really struggled um, as we, you and I've talked about. Like you've just really struggled to manage all that you have to manage. And this is the case for a lot of seniors, but much of what you have to manage is in the virtual space. Like you're having to manage your academics, you're having to manage college application process, 
you're having to manage uh, football logistics for, for your senior commitment to the football team. So, you know, I know it's been adaptive, but where has it also been anxiety producing for you? Like, how have you felt about this first six weeks in control or out of control? Uh, I personally would say it's kind of 50-50, I would say, because I would say out of, of my control to get into, like, the mental thought process of school. Mm -hmm. But at, at the same time, as I've gotten out of my slump with, within these six weeks, that I just noticed that I have to tell myself, Amari, like, you just go have to bite your tongue and just do it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that sometimes our senior year, for sure, we uh, get very lax and and feel um, feeling ourselves, and and we lose our our focus on school and, and and like what we're actually at school for. So, just telling myself, Amari, like you're gonna have to do this homework. Like I, I know you don't even mentally feel like doing it, but it's something that has to be done. So. I feel like it's been a, been a growing experience in the aspect of of honestly transitioning from being a boy to like a young man now and just having to buckle down and sometimes everything is not going to be fun and everything you you might not always feel down to do your homework but it's something that has to get done so that's that's something that has been on my mind a lot as far as the the growth through the dark, <laughs> through the darkness, yeah. if I may say. Yeah, so senioritis, it sounds like to me, senioritis is a lot worse uh, in the virtual world than it is when you're face to face. You're just fighting it extra hard. So, I mean, yeah, you've had some down, like you've had some down moments over the last six weeks, just trying to get on top of things. But it sounds like you feel you've self-corrected and, you, you know, to a certain degree told yourself, um, hey, let's get moving and get with it. But you've also had some uh, I know outside advocates here at school, you know, advisors who care a lot for you and uh, other members of the administration, the upper school and teachers and whatnot who have been um, kind of walking, walking with you. Tell me a little bit about, um, you know, the, the influences that really helped you get a hold of this very unusual start to a school year, one that really challenged you because of its lack of structure. Um, I most definitely have to commend, um, my advisors, um, uh, Mr. Jennings, our, um, is he our head dean of upper school? Right. And so, um, just the calls from various people, um, one of my, uh, mentors, Mr. Upagese, that's on the board of trustees at Parrish. Um, has been a, a great influence um, on on just getting me m mentally out of uh, out of the slump, yeah. and um, honestly, like they just haven't been like critiquing what I'm doing wrong and what I'm doing right, but just um, but just the simple words of of encouragement and um, to just the simple conversations of, of asking how I am and and giving me the different tips on how to handle the, sh the sh stress of my senior year. So I, I definitely give a shout out to uh, 
Mr. Baguese, Mr. Jennings, Mr. Ahern, Ms. Makins, uh, Mr. Monaco himself, um, and also uh, my coach, Coach Novikov, and um, our director of athletics. And people might not um, think of an athletic director as being someone very uh, uh, influential in in an athlete's um, experience at a school or at any organization. But um, Coach McCabe one day just called me up and said, hey, um, if there's anything you need, if there's anything you have to get off your chest, just let me know. Um, and, and, and we had a heart-to-heart conversation, and I feel like that those moments truly help someone find where they're going. And um, I'm very g- grateful that I do have a, a nice little backing of, su- of support and, and mentors within our parish community that I can lean on if I need to so yeah that's really cool like I think the big lesson for me is like we all go through hard times like for sure I've had I've had a nasty six seven months myself right just trying to figure out how to navigate the school through this and I think your your transparency and vulnerability is really instructive to all of us because if you're trying to keep yourself together you know to go to our word theme you can't do it by yourself and you you've been open to um asking and seeking out and sometimes uh, even if you didn't want it listening to the um the guidance or, or advice uh that have come from others and and being adaptive like adapting to new circumstances can be really hard for all of us um and keeping yourself together through change that's not a solo act you know you got you, you got to be able to find advocates and lean into their uh, lean into their guidance, and they can help you get back on track. So I'm glad it worked out. I'm glad it's worked out for you, and you know we're here for for you and and for all your 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 colleagues and student peers in the uh, in the upper school. Tell me a little bit about this whole college search. Like this thing's been different, man. So like, how is this going for you, and what are you learning about how the process is going to feel like for you? Um, in terms of being able to visit colleges and doing applications amidst the pandemic? Like, are there things that you're being told by our Center for College and Life Planning team that are going to be a lot different than uh, what previous classes have experienced? Um, honestly, I, I don't feel as as though there will be any great difference. Or in the, well, other than, like, my SATs have been virtual. I mean, not virtual but they've been harder to schedule and things of that sort um but other than the oh and and one big thing that i'm worried about as you mentioned is visiting colleges yeah because i'm kind of um green until the to the college realm like as far as like i wasn't the kid who grew up and being like oh yeah i want to go to texas i want to go to lsu i want to go to clemson like I've just known that college was always a thing of of interest for me, but now that is coming closer. I like I'm I'm at the point honestly where it's just like I don't even know where I want to go, and like I don't know what is the right fit. But I feel like that after some college visits, hopefully that'll give me like a better uh, understanding of of how colleges really are. And, and hopefully it'll make it seem less daunting because right now it's seeming like I'm walking in the dark. 
Yeah, that's a that's an add-on to this to this stress that you're trying to adapt to and keep yourself together or miss these details. And I think that's going to be for a lot of the seniors in your class. I mean, getting to college campuses, especially if you've not been one, you know, who who've been to a lot of different places or didn't have a a set of colleges you really wanted to see, will be a challenge. Travel is limited. Um, colleges are, uh, in many cases, I think, opening up for tours for sure, but. Um, they're probably curtailed in terms of how much access and building exposure they're able to give you. So I think it's going to pose some interesting conundrums for, for you all. My sense, just from talking to some of your classmates, is that, um, that the, the, the window of search uh, is a little more narrow. In other words, they seem to be um, containing their search to Texas and, and near, near connected states, not across the board of the 100 plus seniors in your class, but um, certainly a good many that I've spoken to. So it'll be interesting to see how it impacts the, you know, the search process for you, because that really is consuming for you and your senior classmates over the next, um, you know, six, six weeks or so as we head into the, head into the, into the holidays. So I wish you luck with the essay writing and the uh, common app filling out and submitting and uh, and all that goes into <laughs> it. It's, uh, it's a lot of work. For sure. But um, one thing that I can say, our CTLP has done a great job in the aspect of, of bringing the colleges into us on the virtual aspect, which which many of us have had to adapt to. And so um, we often have college virtual meetings and sessions where we're allowed to, to go in and question the colleges and ask them different things that we want to know as a student. So I think that that is a great ordeal in helping us find our right fit. And Parrish has done a great job of that. I'm glad to hear it. So I want to talk, you know, move from Omari to, to the class of 2020, of which you're a member, um, and just get a sense of what you're hearing in terms of the class feeling together and connected to Parrish. Um, you know, we at this point have – uh, and Mr. Monaco, I don't mean to stop you, but uh, it's year 2021, actually. Oh, 2021. Yeah, 20. Yes, sir. Thank you're you. Right. I should I should dish your year. Thank you for the correction. But um, th this is not what senior year uh, was supposed to look or feel like. And as of this moment here in October of 2020, we have you know 41 percent of your classmates who are in our opt out program. In other words, they're staying home to learn um, every day rather than than come up here and. There are a variety of reasons behind that. Um, I've mentioned athletics, but you know, there's a big piece of it. I think Amar, and I'm interested for you what you're sensing and hearing, which is just like, this isn't what senior year was supposed to feel like on campus. Like no free periods, no senior lounge, no senior lunch privilege. You know, it's just um, it, it's understandable to me. I empathize with the seniors uh, as to why um, they may just decide to learn from a distance rather than have the campus-based experience. And there's a degree of that, which is um, saddening, you know, um, given the circumstance. So like, what, how, what's your reaction to that with the class of 2021 and your peers and, and how this very different senior year is either disappointing them or that they're just like you trying the best they can to adapt, um, adapt to it? Well, I, I, I think like, as you s said, we are all honestly trying to adapt. But the one positive that I do see from our class doing that is that we're getting used to more so of a college lifestyle without even knowing it. Like right. as far as the independent st 
studying on our own and, and taking in information because in college it won't always be as easy as having a teacher in the classroom at all times to teaching us everything so it's allowing us in a certain way to to grow up and mature and handle things on our own and um but and i also see that you mentioned like not having the uh off campus lunch and things of that sort yeah i feel like being virtually we have more time and access if we are in in close proximity to still call up our friends and be like hey shoot you want to go to lunch Mm -hmm. hey uh after school you want to do this and that so it's given us more time to actual socialize in the outside realm Mm -hmm. and and not just in school so it it definitely has its ups and downs because i like i would love to see all my friends faces daily but yeah but it also has its its perks as far as maturity I agree with you. I believe I think that that's. I think that that's a really a really insightful comment, and you generally tend to see the upside in in most circumstances, which is a gift of yours. I would say that with homecoming, for example, next week, you know the that that whole um, senior experience of a senior homecoming, like a senior prom, just all those things that you check off the list of uh, senior experiences. You know that still tugs at my at my heartstrings, and and because it feels so different around here in the run up to that Spirit Week next week, and just all those experiences that I know um, for y'all's last time at Parish, you would be having together, and probably when you were freshmen way back when, you know, looked forward to that to that um, you know list of senior based experiences that now have been really. Um, changed into very different formats and so i mean i'm glad to hear that your perspective is that you guys are uh finding a way to um, make the best of it and leverage it for um a preparatory experience for you know for college when you're going to have more autonomy and, and greater flexibility so that's a, that's a good thing and it sounds like as a class you you feel like you're still staying together you're not really drifting apart because of it You said, do I think we're drifting apart? Yeah. No, do you think the class we aren't together? To, yeah, do you think the class is staying together uh, even though you're not seeing as much of each other or does it feel like you're drifting apart as a senior class? Actually, I feel like that we're coming together more than ever simply because now that we don't have that close contact, it's actually built a, a lot of relationships, I feel like, because mentally it's hard on on any human being being to kind of change in the drastic way that we've had to since COVID has hit. So like um, a lot more people have called me, said, Hey, how are you doing? Snapchats, text messages. And, um, and I've had a lot deeper conversations with people during this time than I normally would on, on a regular school. Mm-hmm. basis if, like if that makes sense yeah it's great to hear I, I mean it makes a lot of sense I, I don't know that I would have had that as my hypothesis for how y'all were feeling but um, I appreciate that, that 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 is your perspective and I'm glad to hear that um, you know this part of our community your your class as is finding a way to you know to stay together because I can't tell you how disorienting it is for me like I'm a lot older than you 
and I'm, I'm a lot more set in my ways. And I've been in schools like this um, all my life, like both as a student and then, you know, through ne nearly 30 years of a career. So the fact that, um, you know, on any given week, there's only two thirds of a portion of our student body here and our employee body here um, is still really disorienting to me. Like it doesn't feel like we're together. Like there are some of us that are here together, but it doesn't feel like what together normally feels like to me and my, um, his, my kind of history of being around schools. And it's, um, you know, it's disorienting and I'm like you, I'm adapted to it, making the best of it, still love to come here every day, but it doesn't feel like what it used to, you know? And so that's, that's hard. You know, that's a hard part of it. So, Mr. Monaco, if I may ask, how how have you personally been adapting to the whole thing? How how has home life changed in the aspect of 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 an adult? Yeah, so I mean, I I wrote about um, you know one phenomenon of it just last week to the to the parent community, and that you know home life is different as it may be in your home, in that we spend. Um, portions of our day a lot more together than we used to like evenings were really difficult in our home because my schedule often required me to be here for evening based events and so many of those have um, you know moved to virtual or just been canceled for the moment so in, in general like we're able to for, for example uh, able to be home for dinner you, you know most nights um, professionally I mean I would say I'm with you on the fact that um, it's been it, it's had some dark moments It's I've had to you know, keep myself focused to get, keep myself on the rails of, of moving the institutions forward. And, and uh, I've been um, just pessimistic and depressed at certain points that we'd be able to pull it off. And then I've been hopeful and optimistic, but through it all, like, I think like you, I, I think this has been um, a point in time of growth and a point of time of a lot of gratitude for, um, people are with whom I work here. It's a really talented group of professional colleagues. And so I feel like I have not had to do it um, alone. And I've been very much um, grateful for uh, the people that surround me. But um, I've been through the same, I think, ups and downs and roller coaster, um, roller coaster emotions that you were describing, um, you know, with the start of the school year for you. So I think we're all walking through a lot of the same um, a lot of the same emotions, partner. Mr. Monaco? Yeah. And, like, I wasn't um, as far as the whole senior class. I, like, I couldn't speak for an entirety as far as um, everyone coming together. But yeah. as far as the the group that I have been a part of, and I'm in quite a few different groups around Parish. Yep. <laughs> But it's been most definitely, um, I would say that if there are those that are out there who aren't feeling inclusive or or, or like have lost ties with, with friends because of COVID, like I heavily suggest to just reach back out to those people, spark the conversation again, because because you never know what could possibly happen. And, um, and that's the one, one thing I've gotten better at is that if I've seen something on someone's story that touched me 
or, or, or like um, made me think. I would easily, no matter who it was of of the past community, an athlete or not, I would swipe up and be like, hey, so here's my thoughts, design a third. And, and it would literally strike up a whole conversation. And I feel like that one one simple conversation can bring any two people together. And so so if there are those out there, I, I definitely suggest reaching out. And if you are on the upside of, um, of that in our in parish community, I would say start reaching out to some of those that you probably normally wouldn't. Just asking, how's your day? How are you doing? As small things like that, I feel like um, could bring a, a community closer also in regards to those who might not be feeling as attentive or um, cared about. Yeah, that's great advice. You know, it goes back to our conversations last spring about the role of technology uh, in our word last year around belonging. And I hear you talking about how much of that connectedness to you um, you know, and, and, and your sort of awareness of what's happening in, in social circles around you still takes place through, uh, through the social medium, right? And so I appreciate that. And I, and I also value you really calling people out to um, look around and, and do what they can to, to um, help others out, especially if they're at a, you call it an up moment. And that's another thing, like you asked lessons that I've learned is that, you know, in the close circle of, of a dozen or so, for example, leaders that I work with and have worked with very intensely over the last um, six to seven months, like each of us have moved through stages of highs and lows at different times. And so it really becomes incumbent upon the people that are, you know, for the moment, um, feeling um, energized and optimistic and, and, and sensing um, possible to uh, really have that energy uh, push out and infuse and instill and inspire their colleagues who for the moment are at low ebb energy and feeling despondent and disconnected and uh, a little bit uh, pessimistic about the set of circumstances. And so I think your call to, um, to peers your age to uh, capitalize on those moments when they're feeling um, good and energized as opportunities to pour into others um, is a great suggestion on how to uh, bring a community like ours um, together. We want to really- oh, Monaco? Yeah. And, and one of the big reasons why I do s say that is because I'm, I'm a person normally on, on the up and up. But as we talked about earlier in, in the podcast, these past six weeks since school has started, I've, I've sunken in a dark place. I said, like, as far as mentally, like, ah, oh, it's, oh, it's, it's draining. Um, it's working. It's tedious. Like those thoughts can come to anyone, but the simple someone's saying, Hey, how you doing? I'm thinking about you. This and the third truly helped me get back on my uppity up. So, yeah. So I'm, so I'm speaking to that out of um, experience with like within myself and people might think I'm a popular kid. Yeah. But we all go through the same things i feel like so oh there's no question especially in these uh super challenging and and uh definitively unique times there's just no um 
template for us to be following to say, oh yeah, this is how you get this is how you get through a global pandemic, or and this is how you get through uh, a time of social reckoning and seeing things happen in our communities that are um, uh, super, super complex and and emotion laden. Like there's just so much happening in our world right now that I don't I don't think there's anyone who um, has a has a true play sheet for how to manage it. But this is really I think. This word around together is something that you and I want to explore and, you know, haven't had this reset conversation, which I'm really um, glad we did. I think we're going to try in the next several weeks to coordinate and it, you know, it's going to be complicated, but coordinate um, some visits with fellow um, upper schoolers because we want to talk about like how we come together at Parish to create together and to play together to uh, to stay together. Like what does forgiveness look like in the world of um, teens uh, to today and uh, how do we serve together and, and how do we support causes together? There's just so much for us to explore. And I'm really excited about um, getting hey, Mr. Monaco. Uh, getting back with some of our, our friends in the upper school to do that. Um, yeah, I, I heard that you mentioned causes. Yeah. Do, um, do us as Paris have, have any, like, um, have, have any programs in store? Or sister, well, there is one program that that you're uh, probably fond of. It uh, is the um, Hope, um, our new Hope group, as yeah, hope as, as an upper right. school Hope Squad. Yes, sir. You were you you were selected as uh, one of our Hope Hope Squad ambassadors, were you not? Yes, sir. I was. Uh, congratulations. Well, I, I just wrote about that to our community, Hope Squad. Um, there, eight hundred Hope Squad or Hope Squads at eight hundred schools or so across the United States is a suicide prevention program in which um, uh, peer-nominated uh, students in the upper school serve to be points of support and contact for um, peers in uh, their school community who are struggling at the moment with uh, the very types of trials and tribulations that Amari and I have talked about a little bit t today. And so, yeah, that would be a great one to talk about Amari, for example. So we, we you know, we, we need to kind of scan the landscape here and figure out what kind of good um, insights into the parish community that uh, touch on some of the broader topics of the day you and I want to go dig into with uh, some of our friends who we had on the podcast last year, maybe some new friends too. Yes, sir, for sure. And um, and in the next podcast, um, everyone must definitely be looking out for us, bringing some 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 questions into our guests, so we can more so deeply understand where our high schoolers are are coming from and how they truly feel. Because um, sometimes, and like we're all guilty of it of acting as if everything is okay and what yeah because um i was scrolling on instagram and uh one of these pastors did a sermon and he was like are you okay are like three of the strongest words because so many people oftentimes like don't don't truly express how they really are yeah because like you you could ask me on on any given day, hey, Amar, how are you? And I would normally say, okay, like even if it is, I mean, if it even, even if it isn't okay. Yeah. So me and and Mr. Monaco will definitely be challenged uh, up for next podcast to ask questions that are 
that are s- simple but not often answered. So, so look, I would love to get that perspective also. Yeah, we look forward to it. So um, we'll just try to get an episode in uh, per month and uh, fight our way through, as I said, the, the challenging schedules and the technology glitches as you, as phone lines go in and out a little bit and uh, and make this happen. But it's been great catching up, partner. It it truly has been. I I've been eager to hop back on the podcast and uh hopefully we're saying something good to the people so no thanks no all the listeners uh, for listening this is definitely year year three i mean season three yeah uh yeah with you on i think uh we start a little bit into your sophomore year went through yeah. last year and then uh digging in for your for your senior year so and uh we're, we're glad we're glad to be doing it so we'll oh talk hey um soon. yeah go ahead one more thing a little snippet um we might be able to get um, a really, really special guest on in the soon uh, to come episodes. I'm not going to say who, but I, little, I feel like it would be a great treat to the listeners. A little tease, a little tease of uh, high-profile guests that you and I are working on uh, to to bring to the show. So we'll, uh, well that'll keep everybody listening, Amari. Good work on the tease there. Good yes, to talk sir. to you, partner. And uh, friends, we'll look forward to being back with you real soon. We'll do. All right, y'all have a good one. Thank you for listening to this edition of the From My Angle podcast. Please share it with friends and colleagues in your network. In our next episode, the last on the theme of coming together to discuss, listen, and learn around challenging topics, I will visit with Stacy Todd, the director of the One Small Step program with StoryCorps, an effort to connect people across boundaries of political difference to recognize their shared humanity. Until then, thanks for listening to the From My Angle podcast.